This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod, deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling, such as AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NWA, Impact Wrestling, many promotion, matches, wrestlers, and championships. Hello, everybody. This is your host, J-Rod here. I hope everybody had a nice week. Uh, well, this there's a lot of great topics I'm going to put on this episode that you might like. Now, some of it may be out to date, but you might enjoy it. If you guys haven't heard these topics before, then this is your first time you hear it. Now, first topic we're going to talk about is from this past uh, weekend, last Saturday, with the preview of uh, Talking Shop Omania. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with that, that is the name of Talking Shop is the name of the podcast of the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, or as we know him as Doc Gallows. Now, this whole thing was more of a parody comedy type of wrestling sh- uh, pay-per-view it, it really was good it was produced by not only with the G- good brothers but also rocky romero the king of sneaky style so this was really good stuff that i enjoyed but this took place on it was filmed at doc gallows uh, property which is kind of interesting but there was a lot of familiar faces you may have known uh we had chico el luchador chavo guerrero jr Alex Kozlov, who we haven't seen in years, Brian Pillman Jr., Hornswoggle, Mike Bennett and his wife Maria, Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, and of course, Heath Slater. Now, you ask yourself, why is this? Some of the great thoughts about this, some parodies were great. Now, there was a a long-standing feud that they put in as a, a main event called the Boner Yard Match. Which is kind of reference to the uh, the Boneyard match with, that AJ Styles was involved with the Undertaker at WrestleMania, I, I, but it was fun Boneyard, and the main event was of course uh, Chad Too Bad portrayed by Carl uh, uh, Anderson and Sex Ferguson portrayed by none other than Doc Gallows himself. But prior before the whole thing, uh, if you all recall. Um, Carl Anderson, he always makes a reference of his hot Asian wife. You got, you know who she is. Come on, guys. You heard her name. He keeps saying, I got a hot Asian wife. And, dude, she was about to expose herself, you know. And, of course, Anderson was not going to have that happen. But great matches that they had, you know. There was this scramble match. There were, like, wrestlers I not even heard. They were made up or they were just... I don't know exactly what to call it, but it's kind of interesting how the whole thing went because I never would have expected how, what a creative thought this process is, you know, to do a, a interesting comedy parody wrestling pay-per-view. And I just, I just had to laugh, you know what I mean? I just can't help it. Every, every single time and I'm just uh I mean I always have a good life and the great parts like they had the scramble match majority of the wrestlers that I did not know but there were those who were in there like Chico, Chavo, Alice Kozlov, uh, Brian Pillman those guys were oh yeah and Mike Bennett they were great but the way they had like their own version of the 24-7 title now, we can say that the 24-7 title that WWE has is a, lo- a load of bullcrap or whatever you want to say it, you know, 
but there are certain things that I, I enjoyed. But it's amazing. I love it. If you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, you probably ask yourself, where can I see this uh, pay-per-view event? Uh, if you guys haven't downloaded the the app Fight TV, it's F-I-T-E. F-I-T-E. So it's Fight TV, and all you got to do is set up an account. You can use your Facebook account to get in or just set up a regular standard account like if you guys know. Doesn't matter. It costs like fourteen ninety nine. Uh, you probably asked my. If you guys get a chance, I'll talk about Fight TV at some point, maybe later on at this end of the episode, so you guys get a clear idea of what this is. So you guys enjoy. So let's move on to, <clears throat> excuse me, Raw Underground. Now, pardon my language when I'm about to say this. What the fuck is this? I mean. Have everybody forgotten about what happened at Fall for Brawl? First boxing and now MMA? Other is WWE really that desperate to get the ratings up? Yes, of course. We, we all know why. I explained this why. And recently it's just been foretold Vince is not a happy camper. He cannot stand the success of AEW. And they thought Raw Underground was gonna be the thing that raised the ratings come on and not only that there were certain things that people were talking about over social media if you guys noticed none of the people who were attending the, the whole raw underground nobody was wearing a mask no pexiglass they were violating restrictions of safety violations against the COVID-19 come on We've seen what WWE has been doing these past few months, trying to make this all good for for fans, but for for to have an audience right there. But come on, I mean, this is getting tired. I mean, they're desperate in every chance they get to make this happen with Raw Underground. I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, do we really, 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 I mean, really need to see this? But like I said, you guys remember what happened Fall for All. If you guys haven't seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode with Fall for All, it explains a lot of things. But the re- here's the thing. You ask yourselves, why is Shane McMahon is involved in this? There's a simple logic to this. As you recall, when Shane McMahon left the company, he was intending to buy Pride Fighting. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with Pride Fighting, Pride Fighting was once a prominent uh, MMA organization out of Japan. It was one of the best promotions, and there were some great fights there, and Shane was intending to buy it. I think he wanted to step in into the zone, into the MMA game. Now, we can agree MMA has some real good fighting. And people who watch wrestling say, wrestling's fake, it's organized and all. Yeah, we know that. Who cares? Not only that, we had wrestlers that went MMA and MMA went to wrestling. We had Ken Shamrock, Tank, um, Dan something. I forgot his name. Uh, who else? Ronda Rousey. Um, Shayna Baszler. We had those people that... Made the transition from MMA to wrestling. And then wrestling to MMA. We had that with um, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and now Sarah Logan. Oh yeah, don't forget, 
CM Punk, but his success in the MMA world, it sucks. And we said it. We've said it ever since he started doing it. But yeah, I don't think Raw on the ground is going to be a huge success because they could have just left this one alone. Now, there's something else you all need to know about that, about Raw on the ground that you guys don't know about. If you recall, I talk about this promotion called GCW, Game Changer Wrestling. GCW has this thing on events on certain times called Bloodsport. The very first Bloodsport was hosted by none other than the original bro, Matt Riddle. Now, Bloodsport is a re event where they remove the ring ropes and they turn it into an MMA type of fighting event. Sorry about that. Anyway, they re the only way to win is by knockout or submission. Now, I've seen GCW done it at least twice in, the, in their history, and it's way better than Raw on the ground. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. You can catch these blood sports on Fight TV. Now, there was, uh, MLW did the same thing as well with um, one of their events where they had to remove the ring ropes. It was Davey Boy Smith versus, I'm not remember if it was Eric Stevens or Tom Lawler. Now, both promotions had done it better. But the way that that, that WWE did it with Raw on the ground was more like underground fighting, but with more character. You know, something you see in a, in a freaking TV show or movies. But theirs was a disaster. I mean, whoever thought of this idea must have been an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Whoever you are, you're an Oscar Mayer wiener. And I said it. So do I think it's going to be success? Hell to the no. So let's move on to the next topic. Now, we all know for a long time that WWE has been struggling. People have complained, argued, agreed upon how WWE, Vince has been handling WWE. People can say all things they want about what Vince is doing. Like, you're bearing wrestlers, you're not giving good contact, you're changing at the story at the last minute. And this individual, we all hoped that he could somehow take over WWE because he has the creative vision as a wrestler how to make this more of a wrestling type of a show. And we're talking about Vince's son-in-law, the game, the cerebral assassin, Triple H. Yes, many people can agree. Triple H seems like the most logical person. Who can we forget? NXT was his baby. He thought of the idea. And not only that, he wants to expand the NXT all over the world. First, we already know about NXT UK. Now he wants to go to Japan. But some people don't believe Triple H should be taking over. Because the reason is, he's not a businessman. Yeah, but the problem is this. Vince is not a wrestler himself. I mean, that kind of made things a little difficult for any fan who follows along and the way I see it um, Vince this has like he if you notice about WWE he turned it into Hollywood type of event now I'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's what it sounds like it to me the way I hear it the way I, I follow it but um, it's just 
I just don't know why. I mean, I would do see Triple H as a logical person to take over. But what does it mean? I mean, does Stephanie get a piece of the whole action as well? And so does Shane. I mean, I know for a fact Vince would want to groom Shane to be involved in this. But we don't know how it is. But Triple H did talk about this. On um, Did he plan to leave WWE when he reached 65? Now... You probably say to yourself, no, Triple H, don't leave. You can run the whole thing. Y yeah, but you got to ask yourself this obvious question for all of you guys. Um, do you really want him to be a, a wrestler forever? You know, I, it's like the obvious question. Like some wrestlers, they just stop. They move forward with their lives to wherever they're going to go. But do we really need to see them um you know go to that far but if triple h is really going to do this he's doing it because vince right now he's out of touch with the wrestling world what's been happening um if you know recently triple h just saw ec3 in his new gimmick uh, new gimmick on impact and he said we should sign him but except what he didn't realize he he already did but that's the problem. Triple H looks into the future. Now, Triple H always sees potential in many wrestlers that we've seen over the years. And I'm not saying that he they should get rid of the old guys. No, there, there's time and place where we can see a younger uh, generation, you know, stepping up to fulfill their dreams. But Vince is not doing that. Triple H would have done the opposite. You know what I mean? But as we know, it's there's still no word about that. But I will keep a pin on this one with Triple H, see how it's going to go. Because I know that many of you guys would love to see him run the company. I mean, I think he's in his 50s. He's in good shape for to continue. But for now, let's just um, continue forward. Now, I mentioned this about this individual. Or should I say this individual has now... Giving me a good story on Impact Wrestling. He just made his return to Impact. We're talking about EC3. Now, some of you WWE fans who are listening, you probably say, why is it a good thing? Well, there's a long history about EC3 you guys don't know about. Prior before EC3 became a big star in Impact Wrestling, he actually did went to the process to try out and all that. He was on the NXT brand, but... They never gave him too much of a of attention as as you yeah, as you thought. But that's until he went to Impact. It made him a huge star. He was a world champion in Impact Wrestling. Until he left and and got signed again by WWE. And we know he could have been a great star. But after what happened when he moved to the main roster, putting him as a drunken mute guy. I mean, come on! For Christ's sakes, why? Why did you do that? Why did you make him be that way? But I keep saying this to several people, even when I'm not on the channel, on YouTube, or this podcast. They need to cut enough hiring people. I'm not saying it's a good thing. You have too many wrestlers to, to follow. Come on. How many wrestlers are you going to pull hold back? Who you need? They need to be stars. 
But that's another story. Back to EC3. The way EC3 came back was interesting. He cut his head. He looks more like an outlaw rebel type. And he, we don't know what kind of story or where he's going to go. But he did say that he is facing against the corruptors, the politicians, all of this. And I'm like, wow. I like it. But his initial appearance happened when the so-called TNA world champion, Moose, goes out of his way and he beats Crazy Steve, but his theme song appeared. Now, it's still unclear why, but I got the scoop on that. It turns out during one of their feast or fired events, EC3 received the briefcase that contained he was fired and Moose continued on. Now, we don't know what was that all about until after Slammiversary, Moose put his TNA World Impact title on the line against Fallaball. Now, as soon as Fallaball lose to Moose, Moose goes out saying he is God of Wrestling. Uh, no, that's got Carl, Carl Gotch. And of course, him saying that he's the best wrestler in the world. He was attacked by EC3. Now, it's still unclear what is going on, but it clears that their feud may be igniting. Now, a week later, Moose refuses to talk about EC3, saying he will never get a TNA world title shot. But I like what EC3 said this past Tuesday on his promo video that they posted out. His initial assumption, what he's trying to do, is to destroy his past. I mean, his history that he's been with, with Impact Wrestling. But the only way to complete the that is by facing Moose for the TNA World title. But once he obtains it, he's going to destroy the TNA World Championship. Yes. He's going to destroy the title. Now, I, I could see the scenario. Moose would say, EC3's insane. He lost his mind. He's not going to take my championship. I'm not going to allow him. And I'm not going to give him a title shot. But EC3 is going to push it. He's going to push his button, push his buttons. As soon as he gets what he wants. I have to say, I love what they're doing with EC3. I'm like saying... Finally, you guys are doing it right for EC3. Why can WWE get their heads out of their ass and then do something like that? Why do you beat him a mute? Can someone please tell me? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these guys with WWE. Fire the writers. They suck. Yeah, thank you, Selena. <laughs> she agrees with me. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I love the idea. But I can't wait to see this coming Tuesday what EC3 is going to do. Because this is going to be an interesting thing to watch. Because I think I'm very sold on EC3's story. Now, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, you can tune in on Access TV. Uh, if you have the, e the East Coast time, it starts at 5. But if you got the e over around 8 over there, but it's over here, it's going to be 5. So if you have only the the West Coast time, it's going to start at 8. 
So, hope you guys enjoy that. But let's move on to a promotion I just recently been following called Warrior Wrestling. And they just had their very first events after many months since the pandemic happened. This one is called Friday Night Lights. And this event took place on August 7th of this uh, this past Friday. I think. Yeah, this past Friday. And, oh my god. They, they did this in a football uh, field in some high school. And I think this is a very unique way to do this. I just enjoy it. Now, the first match they had, this one was for the number one contendership for the Warriors Women's Championship. Now, who holds that title? That is simple. It's Tessa Blanchard. And the competitors who were going to face off was Kylie Ray versus a woman I don't know named Kaylin or Raylin, I think. Anyway, the match was great. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kylie Ray. I love her her gimmick. I love how she smiles, how she's very how to say excited to be there, enjoying being saying hi to everybody. But oh my god, she did a great job in this match and she want, uh, gets the number 1 contender and once she's done, she's happy, exhausted. She laid down on the gra- on the grass of the field and it's so awesome. I love it. Now, the next match, these are from wrestlers. I don't know, but these guys, oh, my God. These guys should be cruiserweight material. And, of course, I have to agree what the commentators said. Warrior Wrestling should have a second title for cruiserweight competitors or a junior heavyweight or light heavyweight. The first, there was Isaiah Velasquez versus Trey Lamar. Now, Trey Lamar, I have seen him a couple of times on GCW's events. Uh, he had appeared at Homecoming twice, and the recent um, event that took place this past uh, weekend for uh, Keep in Touch, which was good. But, dude, this is one hell of a match for the Cruiserweight division. Warrior Wrestling, please build a Cruiserweight championship. You need that. You, If you're going to have guys like them, he's the right guy. Trust me. Now, if you guys must know who won, is Isaiah Velasquez. This guy really impressed me. Next match, we have uh, some guy named Sam Adonis. I don't know who the hell he is, but he was facing off against someone we're familiarized, and he's an AEW star. We're talking about everyone must die. I'm talking about Lance Archer. This was a, a great match. I loved it. But the way this match ended was so fucking insane. Sam Adonis low-blowed Lance Archer. I don't know if he thought that he, that he wasn't going to get away or he needed a breather. Who knows? But Archer was not a happy camper. Trust me. You do not low-blow someone because you ha- can't beat them in your own game. But as soon as the ma- uh, as soon as it was announced that Lance Archer won by by uh, via disqualification, Archer would decide to chase his monkey ass anyway. I would have done that too. So Sam Adonis, you're stupid. So next match, this one, we have another AEW star. We have I'm a bad, bad. 
boy. Joey Janela versus a guy I never heard of, but he has a unique name. Jake something. Yeah, guys, that's his wrestling name, Jake something. So, so sue me, okay? I don't know why he has a name that way, but it's fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was great. But at some point in the match, Joey Janela got hurt. He hurt himself badly, but they could have called off the match. But Joey decided to continue on regardless of the pain he was suffering. I don't know how far you can push it. He pushed it so hard until he finally picked up the victory. I think that this is like Joey who's like saying, I'm not a quitter. I'm just going to keep on going until either A, I, I'm worn out or die. That, that's the way it seems. So Joey Janela won this one. Now the next match is a what they call a Spartan Stadium sta Scramble match featuring a lot of wrestlers. Let me go from top to bottom. Who was in it? Marvelous Matt Nix. Dan the Dad. Beastman. Elena Black. Matters. Danny Davy Bang. Nacho Clown Cypher. And uh, who is this? Jibaldi. And finally, this guy made his television debut, but not as an AEW star, but as part of the TNA Championship run two weeks ago. We're talking about. Warhorse. Yes, Warhorse is in the scramble match. It was a fun match. Especially, I like Dan the Dad. How he actually whacked the clowns with the belt like any dad would do. Warhorse used Elena Black as a guitar. I mean, come on. This was a fun match. I enjoyed it. But if you guys must know who won. Is in fact Warhorse. Yeah, if you guys are not familiar with Warhorse, look him up on YouTube. You'll be surprised and happy. I look at him as a new version of Ultimate Warrior, but without the running and all this other stuff. Because we don't need another Ultimate Warrior, but Warhorse is unique. I like him. So moving on. Next match, six man tag team match. We have the team of Ben Carter. Blake Christian, and Alex Zane. These guys have seen them on GCW. Facing off against TNA stars, the Rascals, Trey, Wentz, and Dez. Yes, guys, if you're not a fan of the Rascals, then get the hell out of my bus. But it's amazing. I love this match. This one was one of my personal favorite matches I ever loved. I love the Rascals. I love. They should do a trios championship. I mean, it's a lot of fun too. I mean, damn the the, the whole kicks, all of it. I love it. I enjoyed it. But if you guys must know, the Rascals won. But at the end of the match, they showed respects for the others because they put a lot of show into this match, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Next match. This is for the Warrior World Championship. First off is the challenger. You may have seen him on AEW Dark. His name is Robert Anthony. 
being accompanied by some guy named Frank the Clown. Yeah, I don't know who the hell is that guy. So, but Robert Anthony, you've seen him. He hanged out with both um, Brian Cage and, of course, John Moxley. But this is a fun match. Facing off against the champion, if you guys must know, it's Brian Pillman Jr. This match was unbelievable because it showed a lot of potential for Brian Pillman. Yes, we could say he's the son of the of the great Brian Pillman, the one we know from the Hart Foundation. But I have to say, Brian Pillman Jr. has definitely... Uh, hold on, folks. I got a call coming. Hello. No, I sent him a message, but he did not uh, answer. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, folks. That's uh, from from uh, my the guy, the band director from my church. Yes, I'm a drummer. So what was I? So anyway, Brian Pillman Jr. has done a great job. I love it. And if you must know, he retained the title. Yes, he retained the title. Now, if you must realize, Brian Cage was in fact the previous champion, but he had a vacant due to the injury he sustained last year. Now, the main event, this is a battle of the behemoths. We're talking about Jeff Cobb versus Brian Cage. This match was unbelievable. I love it. I, love it. I enjoyed this match. Great frontal attacks. Everything with Brian Cage was amazing. Everything with Jeff Cobb. But frankly... The party was interrupted by a familiar face who disqualified himself earlier in the day. Yeah, I'm talking about that scumbag, Sam Adonis. He attacked both Cage and Cobb. And then here comes that archer coming to get his ass, trying to get payback for getting a little blowed by him. He fucked up the match. You can hear people, you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. But the promoter was not having it. So he made the decision, this match is going to be a fatal four-way match. That's what you get, Sam Adonis. That's what you get. But boy, this you see all four of these guys are big guys. It's a battle of the behemoths, like I said. But there's only one winner. But, of course, Sam Adonis has been trying to find a way to win this match. But if you must know who won, it's Brian Cage. He won the match. Now, you ask yourselves, why is guys from AEW involved in these type of events? Why? Well, there's a logical explanation. If you're, for, if you're working with AEW, or, or let, let's just use this. WWE have, has, will never allow any of their talent to work in the independence because they're afraid out of they could get hurt. Now, if you guys don't know this, this is a true story. When Zack Sabre Jr. was involved in the Cruiserweight Classic, WWE had high hopes for him that he was a perfect candidate. They want to sign him, but he wanted one condition only, to continue working at the independence scenes. He said, they said, no. So, because of that, they lost them. Now, AEW has a very interesting dynamic. You only have to work once a week. That's it. 
You can do whatever you want on the weekends. But there is the risk they could get hurt. It's already been happened before. Um, like, for example, the Young Bucks. They, when they were employed by Ring of Honor, they were able to work with Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Now, Joey Ryan before, uh, said this on an interview when people ask him this. Why is the Young Bucks able to work with Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Joey's response was this. Ring of Honor has no interest in coming down to California. Yeah, so even if you guys who are Ring of Honor fans, you probably say, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it came from Joey's mouth. He said it himself. He said that's the reason Ring of Honor will never come down to California. So the only closest big promotion, independent promotion out of California is Pro Wrestling Gorilla. So if you guys are not fans of that, check it out. Look it up on YouTube or get some of their uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever they have on High Spots Wrestling Network or whatever. But yeah, that's one of the key things about them. So however, AEW has that uh, restrict say say you are allowed to work in the weekend. Now here's the interesting part. As I said, WWE never allow wrestlers to work independence. It doesn't apparently wrestlers from the NXT UK brand. They can actually work on certain promotions that are affiliated with the NXT UK brand or WWE. Like for example, Progress Wrestling is one of those promotions that it's affiliated with WWE and WWE can purchase that promotion anytime they want and that's the reason they exist but there are certain wrestlers that run their own promotions Pete Dunne on the other hand runs Attack Pro Wrestling and he actually has wrestlers also coming from NXT UK uh, Trent Seven is a, one of the original one of the co-owners of Fight Club Pro I think that's one of them. Hold on. My information is a little maybe out of date a bit. I'm not sure because sometimes I I'm I put this on my notes to remember all of this. Uh give me Okay, so Let's see. Oh yeah. Yeah, so he's he used to run Fight Club Pro, so that's what happened. And basically, he he I don't think he's no longer part of that promotion anymore. Yeah, so basically, he uh, Trent Seven owned that promotion. So there's Ardos in the UK, but it depends on the restrictions with the UK, not with WWE. I don't know. So that's one of the key things about them that you guys may want to know about. So yeah. Now, before I go, you guys asked me about Fight TV. Uh, there's a lot of great wrestling stuff they got. They got stuff from uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, of course, some NWA episodes. Uh, Ring of Honor. But, however, certain events like pay-per-views, you can still you have to pay for. Uh, for example, it's either $50 or $60 to get them but the cheapest ones you can look at is um gcw wrestlecon wrestle um warrior wrestling all of those so check it out guys you you might enjoy everything that comes into that 
So I hope you guys enjoy that. So if you guys love fly, uh, Fight TV, uh, set up an account. You might enjoy it. I uh, hope you guys have um, a connection to your devices, either Android or the iPhone. But as for now, I'll see you guys later. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang.